One, two, one, two, one, two. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. You have to put that in the real episode somewhere. <laughs> okay. The other kind of radio. The other kind of radio. The other kind of radio talk radio. The other kind of radio talk radio. Recorded from the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to another edition of the Other Kind Radio. Episode 43. Captured on this snowy day in Omaha, February 10th, 2019. Current time 1036. The other kind of radio talk radio. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast that uh, basically dives into some pop culture areas, and uh, we basically ask uh, pop culture, how do I love thee, let me count the ways. A lot of history with that. Uh, I believe that was the electric company that put that jam together. Anyway, my name is Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. Todd is your other host and will be joining us shortly. If you're a kind listener or a returning listener, then I, uh, thank you. We appreciate you. And now dub the, as I just said, a kind listener. If this is your first time listening, then welcome, welcome, welcome. Please sit back, relax. Todd and I promise that this won't be as bad as the last time you let two strangers into your ears. That looked better on paper. Now, with, uh, if it's your first time listening, please make sure to take a moment after the broadcast and drop us an email, rate us on the app, uh, you know, let us know what you're thinking, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. It'll help the podcast algorithm and uh, basically help us propagate our, uh, our podcast. Boy, propagate. Uh, our podcast out to more listeners, which is the end gold. On this week's show, Crow, it's what Jeff is having for dinner. 10 million players can't be wrong. Value boom and Grammys through old ears. But before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and bring on the true talent of the show. He's, uh, he's in his studio in Dallas. I know what you're thinking. We would probably should write down the frequency that he's on, but you know that would be too easy. So, let's bring in Todd. Todd, do you read us? You know what would be easier is if I would just actually upgrade beyond radio transmission. That would probably be the <laughs> easiest thing. But that shows really how much of an old man I am. I want to stick to what I did as a kid, and what that was was I had the six million dollar man action figure, which was like twelve inches tall, and it came with this thing where if you hooked it to it had two metal clasps and you could hook it to like your fence and you could bring in radio signals what 
Yes. So I'm still using that. I, I admit to that. That's how I'm actually transmitting with you today. Is that an actual thing? Yeah, I, I think it was a $6 million man figure that I had. I, it was one of those type things of that 70s pop culture, but it was a little little bitty transistor radio. It's a teeny tiniest thing, and you could plug in a little uh, earpiece to it, and you cl- went out and clipped it to your 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 fence. Huh. When you did that, you got the worst signal in the world, which again is what I'm using today. Which is, uh, I guess, because everybody had metal fences back then. Yeah, the 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 thing, you know, it could do one of two things: it either would bring in a radio transmission or stab you right in the thigh when you tried to jump over it. <laughs> Those dangerous fences. Yeah, oh yes, I, I have scars everywhere, all over. You know, I I like to tell people it was from my my days battling drug enforcement when I would get shot and the shrapnel would go into my leg, but it really was hopping over. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good, Jeff. Yeah, How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. It snowed quite a bit here in Omaha, and so we're dealing with digging all of that out. But that's what you get <clears throat> when, you, uh, when you decide to live here. So, you showed me that picture this morning when yeah. we were... And yeah, it was great. I sent it to you, and you go, oh, beautiful. <laughs> well, okay, so that was exactly my takeaway when you sent it to me, and I'm, I'm pulling it up now so I have it fresh of mind. I mean, that's beautiful. It's snow everywhere until I realized that what you just said, you're digging out of it. So how many inches of snow have you gotten so far, and is it still snowing? It uh, is just uh, just gently snowing now. We got, I think, a little bit over an inch and tomorrow, I actually uh, go back to Dallas on business, and we're supposed to get five inches. So once again, I am ducking out when the uh, real weather is happening, and uh, the conspiracy theory widens here as to why, when I'm gone, does the weather turn bad. Maybe we'll find yeah. out. That brings to my mind that years and years ago, when I was young, before I had a child, and my wife and I decided to frivolously spend money. We got a Dallas Stars season ticket package that we shared with someone. And we would go to about 10 games a year. And literally the guys beside me would pay me to leave because when I left, the Stars would score. <laughs> they would buy me beer. And I'm not kidding you. I watched I watched more games on the in, uh, in arena monitor system of them scoring than I actually did in person so the exact opposite is the case someone should pay you to stay because when you stay they don't get that's right that's right I like it I'm soliciting those in 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 the Nebraska area Jeff will be taking (laughs) offers Um, you run that through me I only take about a 25% commission off of the first dollar and then 80% on every dollar after that but we'll make sure those funds do get to Jeff right it's a it's a deal where you make more money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> More money than me. I like it. I like it. I like the math. Quick follow-up before we get things started here. Did Abby listen to the show, and what did she think? So she did. I actually gathered her mother and Abby around, and she was embarrassed at first. Oh. She sat there and kind of had the little 16-year-old, oh, my God, I'm too too big for this. But then as it went on, I think she kind of thought, wait, I don't entirely suck, which I think for any of us who've ever gotten on a microphone sure. and tried to sustain a narrative right. of it short, we eventually go, oh, wait, I did something good there. She she really liked it. Her good. mother thought she was great. Um, I've gotten some great feedback, and your dad was even so sweet as to to reach out to me and say that we can keep her on the show. Oh, oh, I, I'm good. <laughs> well, he, he he actually encouraged us to, to use her more, so I'm... I, I'm being silly, but and it you know, was, it, was, it was a great experience. What was the, what was the, what's the thesis from last week? It was something about snatch your weave, snatch your weave. Okay. I haven't used it that much mainly because 
I'll get tongue tied and end up saying something else and probably end up getting, sl- <laughs> getting slapped. I'm gonna weave your. Oh, I can't say yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> wow, I almost said something wrong. And that's yeah, that's how Jeff became unemployed. So uh, follow up on my end. Haven't heard from from the upper echelon of management from the company I work for whether or not I still have a job. Um, after listening to the podcast, I did get a text from um, Milk Toast Matt about uh his about us saying it was a milk toast review of the podcast because he used it to stay awake in the in the truck while he was driving (laughs) (laughs) he's he's offered up any more milk toast reviews at our our discretion and you know i said that and of course immediately i'm like oh god you know i had to go back and listen to make sure you know we weren't uh too rough on him or anything but uh he he seemed to enjoy it I'm sorry. My wife had not listened to the entire thing. And whenever I, she heard the one part where I said, this is the part where Matt falls asleep. She's like, what? (laughs) So Matt, I, I'm afraid you're going to be an ongoing joke of whether we've done good or not and whether you're sleeping or not. An ongoing participant. Yes. Yes. All right. So, I'm looking through, so we're going to cover a couple things here, but before we get uh, into Jeff's judgment and Todd's take, I thought we would give the kind listener a little bit of kind radio gold, as in we did have the football football tackle man thing with a trophy happen last week, and I wanted to replay um, what uh, what what happened. So here first is Todd's prediction. So this is the... National Chafing Dish, uh, Cadbury, uh, Easter. No, that's can't do that. <laughs> um, prediction by Todd. So, Todd. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm going to pull for the Rams, but the Patriots are going to win. With Tom Brady driving down at the very end to win the game, they'll win something like 28 to 24. So Todd's prediction was correct. So congratulations, Todd. Yet another prediction competition where you win. I do did catch in when I was editing and putting that together that I was all comedic about, well, chafing dish, you know, Cadbury, blah, blah, blah. But then at the end I go, and then I had the Dremel and I go, who's going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> you did, didn't you? I did. So I was all careful and then I stepped right in it. All right. Jet- the foreign agent who steps in and goes, I am not. Wait, wait, let me change my accent. I am not Russian. Exactly. And now for um, me to eat some crow. All right, now it's my turn. My prediction, I am going to go with me, me, uh, mi corazón, my heart, is going to be the Rams. I think Brady is going to have his worst Super Bowl yet. He's going to throw interceptions. There's going to be lots of camera shots of him on the bench, scratching his head. You know, the Rams have a very smart coaching uh, crew. They got the youngest head coach in the NFL. I think they are going to really tear him apart. My prediction for Chafing Dish 2019, men tackling round thing, is Rams with the final score 42 to 9. Yep, I was wrong. <laughs> you got parts of that right, though. Yeah, it was Tom Brady's worst Super Bowl performance. 
he did throw an interception. He did have moments on the bench where he was like looking like, how do we win this game? It's right. just that you got every other part of it kind of wrong. <laughs> right, right. It's <laughs> like baking a cake, and you're like, well, you did turn the oven on. So there's one thing you did right. Uh, but that was fun. So congratulations to Todd. Um, real quick, uh, you know, uh, it, it, got, it got a lot of – a lot of negative feedback uh, on it, um, especially with the score being so low. Um, and, I mean, it was, I don't want to take anything away from the Rams defense or the Patriots defense, but man, oh man, oh man, for all those people, the defense wins championships and, and everything. Um, I'm pretty sure that the marketing department at the NFL were, you know, making phone calls said, somebody do something, score a touchdown. You know, we need more action than this. It was – we, we had a weird – you know, I told you we were going to have friends over. We had a weird situation where the friends came but had to leave because one of their kids got flu. So we were already under this little pallor of, wow, this is a weird night. And then the game happened. It was like, this is a weird night. We all sat there kind of going, is anything going to happen? Because even the commercials kind of blew a little bit. Perfect segue because that's what I was going to talk to you about next. I remember – I remember back in the day that – the the first and this goes back when we were used to go over to Steve's house and watch the watch the S Bowl and I mean that and having uh, whew, let me make sure I say this right being of, of a creative mind and at one time in my life thought I wanted to to get into marketing and advertising I you know they spent so much money and that's where the Budweiser frogs were born and and other really cool I think the Geico caveman may have debuted during the Super Bowl not too sure. But, you know, just always looking forward to it. And man, oh, man, oh, man, you know, you got you got the all the ads that play before the game. Then you have kickoff. And I think it was either kickoff or the first change of a possession was like the Oscar, you know, AFI top 100 of, of advertisements. And you had like the best commercials there completely missing this year at all. In fact, I can't remember any of them that I thought were really that great the the weird robot boy to help you with your taxes boy that was that's a stretch you know i remember reading going into this this um duper cup that <laughs> <laughs> you like that one did you? i liked it um that the, the 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 slant of messaging was shifting in the advertising community because of the emergence of millennials with money and i i don't mean that they never had it before but every every so often that demographic shift occurs where the people that that you're aiming at are not you and the millennials now mm. are starting to come into having jobs and having expendable income and they what they said was and a friend of mine told me he heard the same thing was that the millennial you cannot advertise shtick you can't advertise um wacky stuff that doesn't mean anything you have to touch on something that's meaningful mm. and you start think about kind of where those advertisements were where it's like we w walked into a community and gave millions of dollars now look at us we're forward by by a car they would do those kind of things and <laughs> but really those commercials how many times did you see that and, and i find that so disingenuous when it is we did all these noble things and at the very end general electric right oh, oh, hang on you want me to to buy your products because you did a good thing right 
not, you're not t- telling me that we, your product can change my life. I just find it very weird that no one tied it together with we can be noble, we can be good, but here's how this changes your life. So it was a very, very weird night of advertisements. You didn't even have the, the prototypical here are 500 movie clips um, of, of the films upcoming this year. You had a few. You have Captain Marvel and things like that. But still, there was very little that touched on any of that. And it di- it made no impact with me whatsoever. Right. That That's really interesting. I, that, that had not cr- crossed my mind at all. And I, I have to agree with you 100%. I think uh, that is a, a commonality and a, maybe a... A something that's emerging through advertising because again I wanted to be tickled I wanted to I wanted Spuds McKenzie or what's up or you know something to to make me giggle and you're right after every ad we were all just kind of sitting there scratching our heads like this is the Super Bowl right I mean it's- I would I would take a few of those commercials that had the nobility aspect I would take a few and be fine with it if you'd interjected some humor. I think that you can have nobility and caring with humor. You don't always have to be earnest about these type of things. And I, I just found it misguided by them grotesquely. Yeah. Outside of that, that also in Dallas, we have one uh, attorney who <laughs> has contracted with one of the cowboy players. And I, I may have to, on our Twitter account, post one of his, his ads. He must have spent locally hundreds of thousands of dollars to get because he was it seemed like every commercial break here he was and they're the worst acted and shot oh my god horrible not to go off on a tangent i like that do that because uh one thing i've noticed since moving uh back to omaha is when some of that airtime is allotted for local advertisements uh boy when they hit the air it's almost like you drop from 169 to 43 <laughs> it's like oh 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 yes 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 okay uh, you know Tony's auto repair or whatever, and nothing, nothing against Tony's auto repair. You know whatever hypothetical company I'm talking about, um, and, and it does come off a bit snobby and whatnot. But it's just to me, it's like okay, you know these these ads still exist. But hey, they got businesses, they're advertising, helping the economy. So you know I can't give them too hard of a time. Speaking of a hard time, um, what happened at halftime? Wow. Um- <laughs> I, I often look at the halftime show, even when they had Springsteen on. And again, God knows I've gone on about how much I love him. I think, okay, so how many millions of people love Springsteen? I'm going to go back in those years. I, I do. Right. How many millions don't? They're going, what the is this? They're, they've never, though, had a year like this where everybody went, what? What is this? <laughs> right. It was the biggest slant of garbage. Because I'm going to say, and I know Catherine agrees with me because you said it last week. Yeah. Maroon Five blows. They completely <laughs> suck. They have one or two. You know, I'm not, as a song person, I, they're one or two pop songs. I'm like, yeah, it's cute. I like that. It's a nice little hook. They're so bad. They are so bad, Jeff, that they have to undress small amounts between every song so that you stay with them. That even by the end, for a, a, a married guy like me who really looks at that dude and thinks, okay, you're a pretty boy. I have no desire to see you with your clothes off i couldn't quit watching because i'm like how much is this damn kid gonna take off until he takes it off and suddenly looks like somebody's discarded travel journal because it has all these destinations and crap written all over his chest that mean nothing it was horrible uh i did you see the uh i think it was twitter or it was instagram or something that started to say that his shirt looked like 
couches and curtains and stuff like that. <laughs> no, I it didn't. was a bunch of pictures of, of the same pattern that that his shirt was when he had it on. Uh, the only thing I'll add on to that that was very well said was it, I, I was, you know, it was halftime. Now, Maroon 5 has a special part uh, in my heart as I've got um, <clears throat> uh, the uh, I'm not, not going to be able to think of it, but I've got a thing for my Xbox that you plug a real bass into your Xbox and it teaches you how to play. And one of the first songs I learned was uh, one of the Maroon 5 songs. So, I mean, but but you're right. I mean, it's a little outdated. And then to throw in whoever it was and then somebody didn't show up, you know, was kind of weird where then they try to turn it into something. But what, I, what the, the point I'm trying to make is I was floating between the kitchen and, you know, food and, and everything. And I'd kind of pop in and look and everything. So I like, he started out and everything. I was like, oh, okay. And... Uh, actually, no, we left my parents' house and went back home. And uh, so we get back in, I turn the TV on, and there he is, he's singing, he's doing all this stuff. So I'm like transferring stuff from the car to the kitchen. And then I come back out and look at the television, and I'm like, oh my God, like I had a wait, what? You know, it's like not, now he's <laughs> now he's oily and, and no shirt. And you're right. I, then it just became like, oh, okay, so he likes Los Angeles. That's very apparent. And then, you know, just trying to see what other tattoos and everything he had on there. But obviously when when your act is at a level in which you have to distract and or entertain your audience with anything other than your voice or your ability to play an instrument, then yeah, I think you belong in a category that you described so well. I I think that it it was a gimmick. You know, I know there's some people were upset about him being able to kind of. I guess he kind of groped himself. I missed that. Um, but you know, that kind of raised some some uh, some some opinions and some eyebrows. But really, what I took away from it was I didn't see a musician get up there and kick ass. I saw somebody that has been around has a few skins on the wall. I'm not going to take away, take that away from them, but it's an older band and used their sex appeal to offset their inability to maybe have some new music and, or present other items that would be considered more entertainment. Um, definitely a distraction. Look at this. Don't listen to this. You know, there you go. And to that distraction point, there are two things I want to say to summarize from myself. And, and first being the distraction. I saw this on Twitter that how dare dare the duper cup be okay with Mark, whatever his name is, showing both of his nipples. Yet when Janet Jackson unveiled one, the world fell apart. Right. And I thought, ooh, that's pretty fair. I know that we have a social thing that the woman can't be bare breasted on screen but there is some hypocrisy in that here's what i would like to pass on to the duper cup committee <laughs> when you're choosing your soup your super plate halftime show you might want to stick with artists that are on the caliber of springsteen prince lady gaga three recents that got very good reviews from the community as a whole. And the reason I say that you can argue for each one of them that let me look at Maroon five. Does Maroon five have any hits on par with, and I mean, to the point where they've become so, phenomenons on par with born to run by Springsteen poker face by Lady Gaga or purple rain by Prince. Do they have anything that touches those three? Right? No, they don't. 
if you're and that it becomes harder and harder every year to find somebody that has that you need to have people that have monster hits or monster places within the pop culture world to be on this stage maroon five is a a, a fine lower first tier band yeah. for the fact that they sell a lot they're 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 known he's known because of that that show he's on they are not on the level of these other artists and it just it came off as desperation so it's adam levine is the oh, lead singer not mark he's adam that's how much i don't care about him uh, <laughs> uh however maroon five sales jump by 488 percent after shirtless show at super bowl dubbed boring but um, I would be interested in knowing because I and I knew that would be the case that the the, the sales always raise after somebody is on right. there. I'm curious what that is in comparison to the other. Exactly people. because if I've sold one record, yep, <laughs> I send sell ten, yep. then you know I've increased my sales. The other thing um, that will and we'll jump onto the other part of the show. I think another reason why the NFL picks artists maybe in this particular point in their career is that they're probably going to be able to force them or corral them easier than a Lady Gaga or another big, real, you know, super successful artist because they are that super successful artist. So if like if they told Lady Gaga, well, you can't do this and you can't do that and we can't have this and you have to say this, she may say, well, you know what? I don't want to do it. But Maroon 5, who's maybe, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things is a little more malleable, a little easier to manage and will do some of those things like say, Zumbo or whatever he said when his shirt was off. It would have been funny if he had a Super Bowl tattoo. That would have been <laughs> that would have been, been the been best. Funny if he had a Duper Cup tattoo. <laughs> that would have been really funny. <laughs> right across between, it would almost be like a goalpost right between the exposed breasts that he showed if it said Duper Cup. Or just you know an arrow pointing down. What would it be pointing at, Jeff? Duper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right to an extent about what you're saying. I just still think it was well known that they had tried to get a number of artists who would not participate in the halftime because they had objections to what was going on politically within the, in the NFL. And they went and they were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, Murray Five. Okay, we could do Murray Five. He's kind of pretty. He's got a show. You know, it was desperation. Well said. I didn't mean to click that, but we'll call it a segue. I, I know when I'm done. You don't have to play clips over me, Jeff. <laughs> but that's that old projector, that warm sound. That means it's time for Todd's take on. Todd, <laughs> what's your take on this week? My take this week is on a show that the already mentioned friend of the show, Steve, told me I needed to watch. He was a little surprised I didn't know about it, and I forgot about it. And then I went and did... Uh, DirecTV's video-on-demand version of Valley of the Boom, which retells the story of the dot-com boom of the early 90s. Um, this does it in a couple of ways. It, it has interviews with the actual people, and then it also recreates it uh, with actors. The actors range from Steven Zahn to Bradley Whitford, so you've got great actors in here. Uh, I would say the actors as a whole did a fine job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to critique the show first but then i really want to talk about what it's about copy whoever put this together somebody should have slapped them and said you're being too cute there were times where it was just like oh my god quit with the wink wink nod nod you all know how this ends the actors got in there and they're almost like you know what's gonna happen and it was it takes away from the gravity of what this was because the the dot-com boom is something that jeff and i were a part of we worked together 
at a company have we ever named that company on the air or do we want to keep that from name i'm going to take that as that it's okay if i say it so we worked for a company called broadcast.com uh mark cuban was the boss of that and mark has interviewed extensively throughout this so um then you know even Dan Rosenzweig from our Yahoo days, the CEO, I don't know if you remember him, he's in there too. And I'm like, Oh my God, I know these people. This is cool. And yeah. but then you start remembering the heyday of the internet, how, wow, we're in the middle of something I never kind of thought I'd be in the middle of mm -hmm. and how eventually that fell apart. It, you know, yeah. th this, this does a great job of saying that the world wanted to blame the dot commerce but really who they needed to point a finger at were in the investment bankers who exaggerated everything so they could all get rich as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's a fascinating show. Um, I, I would suggest it to anyone that even has a slight interest in, in that history to watch it. I will take one second to critique DirecTV for their video on demand. I understand that video on demand, you have to insert ads in. I know what an ad call is, meaning when you watch a commercial, it goes to black that has hidden lingo in it that calls an ad and tells it to play direct tv something's wrong with your video on demand because right in the middle of the segment somebody be talking boom there's an ad and when you come back you've missed that <sighs> one of my favorite parts was when they went to cuban and in things that jeff and i know very well he starts saying one of these early things that ends up being a scam was a company called pixelon and pixelon's proprietary software was nothing more than hacked window windows media player and what he started talking about jeff and you'll appreciate this encoding a video for your computer is not that big of a deal you're talking about codecs etc that get it there so you can play it on there however the codec compression decompression is what that means that has to go along for the streaming in so that i can send it to someone else that's an entirely different matter and that stuff that jeff and i were around when mm -hmm. they're trying to figure that out at broadcast.com it gets into this part and i'm like oh my god i, I want to hear mark talk about it you know mm -hmm. and it cuts and goes to commercial break mm -hmm. and when it comes back that part's already over so direct tv get your video on demand stuff figured out oh and then later on it would have black burst and you knew it was calling for an ad break and somebody put the ad break in the wrong place so i had to sit through 10 second black i was like this is horrible but anyway good show watch it okay and and i do want to watch we uh we, we'll do some follow-up on this because um yes we both lived it we both were there um i want to watch and kind of be up to date and we can dive down a little deeper we'll put it on center stage for uh our next episode but i believe the overall message that you're sending is go grab it see it watch it on uh direct tv on demand i think it's available on itunes as well if you want to purchase those uh, items. i wouldn't be surprised about that there's bound to be numerous ways to get it I, and hopefully you won't deal with the horrible ad breaks that i had to i wouldn't be surprised also if it's on hulu just just look for it on your favorite service it's it is not a perfect show, but the information contained within is very interesting. So we'll give that a ding and a positive, and we'll take that projector and shut her down, shut it down, and uh, bring it out next week when we have another edition of Todd's Take On. Let's move on right now. You are listening to The Other Kind Radio, a weekly podcast about pop culture. And I, you did make me think there real quick. It's amazing to me now because... As our as our listenership grows, I have more listeners coming to me like, "Hey, have you heard of this show?" Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "No, I haven't." Like, oh my god, I can't believe! <laughs> How can you do a, a show about pop culture and you don't even ever seen Star Wars? And I'm like, "Well, you know, that happens." Um, but but uh, to put a positive spin on it, I do like that people are coming up and asking about this stuff because that's how I learned about Mars. That's kind of the same thing. That's a Nat Geo, and now Valley of the Boom. 
uh, want to check that out. All right, so today on Jeff's Judgment On, I, don't, I haven't even really talked to Todd about this, um, but there was an exciting thing that happened this past week in the world of video games. So for those of you, Matt, uh, that aren't interested in video games, uh, then make sure you stay awake. Um, so earlier this week, <clears throat> and I think I was watching on Twitch, um, there was just a notice about this game, uh, Apex, uh, I believe it's Legends. Um, let's see, yeah, Apex Legends, a game that was free, came out on PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4, I believe, I don't know if it's on Switch or not, just kind of came out. Battle Royale, uh, those kind of listeners that are, have, have heard me go on and on before know what a Battle Royale, but for those that may be catching it for the first time, Basically, a battle royale is a video game where you play against other people online and you drop into, usually it's an island, uh, and have to go look for loot and weapons and armor and everything, and then basically it's a battle to the to the last survivor. Um, it's a popular genre. Uh, first, uh, first, I learned about it with uh, player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Then Fortnite came out, really blew it up. There have been some other ones here. Uh, and there, um, even Call of Duty changed their format and came out with Blackout, and now Apex is hit. Well, let me tell you something. I believe it hit it on Tuesday, maybe before that, and within the first day, they had two and a half million people download and start playing. That number has now increased to 10 million people, uh, and I'm sure the number is still going, uh, that have downloaded and are playing. They have had one million concurrent gamers on, meaning that at one time they had one million people playing this game at the same time. I've been watching the stats on Twitch, and it has been be steadily beating uh, Fortnite as far as viewership on Twitch, and all of the big names are playing it. Ninja's playing it. Dr. Disrespect, Tim the Tapman, all the big names on Twitch have switched over. I have played it, and I thoroughly enjoy it. It's got a lot of elements that, that uh, Blackout and Fortnite uh, don't have, and I think the people that really put this together um, did so with that kind of stuff in mind. Um, it is put together by a, um, and I've got to look it up now, <clears throat> by a, uh, a developer, um, I can't remember what their name is, but anyway, they're an EA uh Respawn, that's who it is. Respawn came out with the game. They're tied to EA, and it originally, I think, was supposed to be the third edition of Titanfall, uh, which was a great game that came out. And I think they scrapped it and then turned this into a BR. So uh, my take on it is it's worth downloading because it's free. Check it out. There's no building. It's an easy game to pick up and play. And I'm really excited to see where this game heads to because generally what happens is the game is released and then as the game grows um, some new releases and and updates come out that change certain aspects of the game um, and this one just out of the gate is way ahead of Fortnite and uh, Blackout. Blackout's been out for a while now and really has done little to nothing as far as improvements. Uh, there have been a few things that have been added but just the overall field. And one thing that they shot for in creating Titanfall, the Titanfall video game series, is to keep things at 60 frames per second. And while the resolution may change at certain points, I, I watched a, a video on this, 
the frame rate for this game does stay around 60 frames per second, even for the original Xboxes, Xbox One S. The one Todd and I have, the Xbox One X, actually, of course, has the most gaming power, so it, it looks beautiful and, and stays smooth. So um, that's kind of what my, my judgment's on. Apex Legends, check it out. It's available on all your major consoles, PC. And uh, Todd wants to say something. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I just wanted to jump in and say that I, too, played this, and I was excited when, yeah, I know Jeff's over there with his mouth wide open um, because got- it was the creators of Titanfall, which those two games I have absolutely loved. I think they're a lot of fun. I downloaded this, and I want to absolutely agree with Jeff. It's easy to die. I swear to God, I jump in and every I, I run about three feet and bang, I'm dead. Somebody always is to the weapons before me. So it's much like Fortnite for me. I'm like, I can't. I finally killed one person. And at that point, I, did, I didn't do a microphone drop. I threw my control. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. I killed one person. That is the, the pinnacle. I, I, these games... I'm not good at. You need a you need to party up. We need to party up. If we had our and later this year we'll have our Twitch and everything set up, but we need to party up and play because okay. what a lot of people do um is they drop. So if uh, the kind listener can imagine an overhead shot like of a, a map of an island and then draw a line anywhere through that island and that's the path at which the drop ship goes through. So as it passes over the map, you at any point can jump out. And what a lot of people do is they don't venture away from the main line of the drop points. They just drop straight down and there's a ton of people there. But if you take a little bit of time and coast out further away from that drop line, less people will be there and it'll give you a chance. So when I'm on playing with some some new players, um, you know, and they usually will say overhead set, hey, I just want to let you know I'm not very good at this. Okay, well, let's go drop away from everyone else let you get some weapons and some armor and kind of learn a little bit about the game and then get and then you can get into the fray as the circle closes in we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll need to do that because it is I would, yeah i would love to because and this is you know a friend of mine who's on men of the apes with me sean he and i were the ones that jumped in together and we both were bozos you know i'd like to gladly say he never killed anyone i at least killed one person so i am i'm 100 percent better than he is there you go but i i would gladly take gaming with you so i I would like to survive. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. So when we make that happen, let's do it. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. So that's Jeff's judgment on uh, Apex uh, Legends. Check it out. All right. For center stage today, Todd and I talked in the, in the, in the pre-meeting, and I don't know how terribly comfortable we are and where we're going to dive into, but we, we, we do talk pop culture when we can say it. And this is kind of a big thing that's happening later today. It's not on my radar. I if if my life was on the line and I had to answer three questions about this event, I would more than likely no longer survive because I don't know much of it. What we're talking about is the 2019 Emmys. No, Grammys. <laughs> wow, that's really not on our radar at all, is it? So Let's kind of just walk through this, uh, and, and then I'm sure there's kind listeners out there that are just like, oh, we know you know, all kinds of stuff about it, so feel free to email us, uh, talk to us on Twitter, and let us know how big of idiots we are when it comes to. So um, the only thing I know about the Grammys um, this year is it's being hosted by Alicia Keys, who uh, had a song years back that I enjoyed, but I guess she's really kind of become a bit of a mogul in the recording industry. She's not producing and, and doing some other stuff too. So 
um, a history for me uh, to the kind listener of the Grammys. I really haven't touched the Grammys since Michael Jackson did Moonwalk way back in the day. I, it's not something I watch um, because I think music is is such a um, it, it, it's it's an art form that's I mean again I grew up I loved Michael Jackson my father did not like Michael Jackson I didn't win any arguments in the musical realm in the household until I was able to bring up the fact that Quincy Jones produced a lot of his music and i think i i think i got mike uh call him mike uh, i got mike some street cred in the house because i was able to bring that up now i'm sure my father knew that and he was probably tired of just you know listening to me going on and on the point i'm trying to make is you know opinions when it comes to music and what people like i think even more so than the oscars it's kind of ridiculous to say this is the artist of the year this is the best thing. Actually, I'll take that back. The last Grammys I watched, I think it was when, um, who are the guys that wear the masks? Kiss? No, <laughs> no, that's makeup. Uh, no, these are like the robot guys. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh my God, who is that? I did watch, I'm telling you right now, Chef Jeff has thrown <laughs> everything <laughs> at his, uh, out, out of his car and is going screaming it right now. You know what's sad is I'm trying to remember it. I can see him, and I want to say UB40. <laughs> but it, that, okay, I can tell you it's not UB40. I mean, that's, UB40, who sings my biggest kryptonite song of all time, that is not that, them. I mean, that's that's how my brain works. It is so lazy. You know, I can can we see it? Yes, this is the council inside my head. We can see him. We know one of their songs. We can hum it. All right, brain, collectively, as a team, here we go. Here we go. What's their name? UB40 is what I get from my my ridiculous brain it's uh who is it is deaf in it the word deaf is in it right is that right oh god (laughs) all right let's not stop down do you do you have tell us a little bit about your history with the grammys and i'll try and solve this mystery all right so there was a time in my life where just as much as the oscars were this gathering point in my house for my entire family the grammys because i've have been a musician since I was seven and the first things I ever dreamt of were being a successful musician. I would sit around and I'd watch every bit of it. I'd listen to everything I could. Of course, of course, back in those days you were listening to it because it was on the radio. Now I find myself, and I, and I think there's a bit of truth to the fact that I find myself at 52 kind of going, yeah, I don't like a lot of that music. It speaks more to my daughter. Um, and I try as a good father to let her put on the things that she likes. And, and I understand with your dad, Randy, where it comes from, that you go, that, that, no, that's no good. And then I prove myself wrong because I'll go listen to the people that I really respect. And they'll say, yeah, what these people are doing is this and this music is a really weird art form in that if, if you listen on its surface level, if it doesn't immediately peak you, whether that be that you like, <clears throat> you like songs that are very simplistically written on a chordal level. To where it's just yeah. da 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 da, right? And then you like a little minor goes, and then back to that. If if you don't hear that, then you dismiss it. But the truth is, there is something of value. So I look immediately at yeah. this list, and we'll kind of touch on this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know these things. It's just that what is awarded here is a young person's genre, and much of this doesn't speak to me. Right. Uh, so that's kind of where I find myself with the Grammys. I haven't watched the Grammys in. 15 years i find myself yeah. watching the clips on online the next day if i want to see it yeah i mean that isn't that the craziest thing and it's uh da- daft punk is the name of that group yes um yes. 
I knew it was something deft or deaf. Yeah. I couldn't think of what it was. When you said that, I was like, I knew it was around there. So, so Chef Jeff, take a deep breath. We're right there with you, brother. Sorry, because Jeff's Chef Jeff's a big fan of Daft Punk. So, um, he he may call me. We may not be friends anymore. I don't know. Um, I'm just reaching the olive branch out there for him. I'm sure he's hey, Chef Jeff. I'll be your friend. I, <laughs> I I'm a little bit more respectful of the things you like than Jeff is. I'm I'm not desperately looking for friends or anything, but I'll be your friend. Right, right. Brokering friends here. <laughs> but, but 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 you're absolutely right because there is, and I want to play for you real quick here, um, uh, a song that I recently heard that really caught uh, my ear. Uh, so think of something to say here while I do my search because I can't talk and search at the same time. Something to say here. I've never felt such distinct pressure, but what I will say is I'm going to go back into a little bit of what we talked about, even with the Super Bowl halftime show, you know, maybe that doesn't resonate with us because I know that they had the rapper Travis Scott in that. Right. Maybe what they're trying to speak to is the younger person there as well. Right. I, I never really kind of correlated that. I don't know, Jeff, I, this all comes down to, do you know what it all comes down to for me? What's that? I hate award shows. Yes. And that's why I love asking you to uh, comment on it. For those that uh, obviously uh, are listening, you can't see us. My webcam that uh, we used to look at each other has done something weird, and I am I am fuzzy. So I just... I, it's funny you say that because all of a sudden I started thinking you look a little bit like you're in a Star Trek moment where you're kind of beaming up. And... Right. I just w- huh. didn't want Todd to think his eyes were going back. But for, as a quick example, and then and then we'll go through and we'll talk about some of the artists that are up for. It. But like recently, I heard this song. I don't know if it's it, how old it is or if it's in rotation. But I listened to this song probably. Uh, in, in fact, I listened to this song uh, the entirety of the flight from Dallas to Omaha when I returned last time. So I listened to this song on repeat. <laughs> Do you know who it is? The prettiest girl in the room, she wants me. I know because she told me so. So this is John Mayer? This, yes, this song is by John Mayer. And I know people have strong uh, opinions of John Mayer, but the beginning of it with a little bit of the piano and I'm singing, and then that just that little groove that, you know, gets going for some reason it clicked and it stuck in my head. And I listen, like, I, like I said, I had it on repeat and listened to it over and over and over and over again. I, don't, I do that. It's kind of weird, but, um, I'm trying to fix this camera here cause it's beginning to bother me. Um, but, but, you know, to me, I don't know what that song's worth. I don't know if anybody else likes it, but I heard it. It hit something inside of me. Therefore, I'm a fan of it. And I think that's, again, kind of going back to, you know, how music affects and hits people's. You know, it's just sometimes just how did you feel when you heard it? Yeah, my first thought was it actually has a very retro vibe to it. It sounds more like it's tapping into something of late 70s kind of R&B funk. I knew who it was as soon as he started singing because I've heard those same things, you know. Right. People that love to put him down. Yeah. Everybody, I'll say this about him real quick and we'll get back on topic. Okay. Everybody's derivative. Everybody is derivative when it comes to being a musician. You can look at anyone's influences and say it. It's just that he sounds so much occasionally like Steve Ray Bond that people love to sure. knock him. Yeah. Now, I the weird thing is to to something you said there. Yeah. I think every bit of art, I don't care what it is. 
is meant to evoke something in the person interacting with it. Yeah. We love to say the, the genuine nature of this is stronger than that. Yeah. You know, my wife does not like to watch the movies that I watch. I talked about Roma last week. My wife would not, that would not be a film that she wanted to see because it's very hard in places. Yeah. That evokes something in me that to her would be torture. I, it's again where I get down to the absolute silly nature of what we've got here. So if you're okay shifting gears into this whole thing, yeah. No, about the Grammys itself. I, I, I liked what you said because you actually had – I had a quick thought too as we begin to transition is I just remember growing up and and being told – and I, I don't think this was anything he did on purpose. You know, I grew up on the Stones. I grew up on Bruce Springsteen. I grew up on my dad's music. And I remember finding – and I think we've talked about it on the show before – finding a, a Boston cassette that hadn't even been taken out of the plastic kit. And I'm like, ooh, what's this? And he's like, yeah, no, you don't want to listen to that. The great thing about art and music and other uh, entities like that is that as you get older, right, you hear something, you see something, and you go, I like that. And you know what? It's that first time of going, I don't care. I don't care if, uh, you know, that particular song I played from John Mayer or somebody else doesn't like it. I'm not going to force it upon them, but it is having that relationship with it and then trying to understand why. You know, because right. so much of our lives is, you know, this is cool or this is a cool sports car or these are the jeans to have or this is, you know, and a lot of people give me a hard time because most of what I wear is gray. <laughs> and I think for me, I'm not a person that wears a shirt that says anything on it. I am a, I don't like to broadcast any of that unless I'm on my podcast. Um, Wait, by the way, stuff. you have something on your left breast there. What is that? Oh, oh, okay. That's not saying anything on it. They don't make it without that. It's hard to buy it without it, but it's <laughs> it's not like white. So I bought it. It's a, yeah. it's a ladies and gentlemen, kind listener. It's an Under Armour uh, zip up thing that I've got on. You can um, see the logo, but you can see the logo. But if it were white, I will tell you, I would not have bought it. Okay, fair enough. So, all right, <laughs> let's well, get to that point. I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I I think you're absolutely right on something because. I look back on on the person I was as a, a, a young kid. My dad would come home with these records that he was teaching uh, English at, at that time, and he would find out about these people, Simon and Garfunkel, um, John Denver, these things that he would find out about and say, we're going to listen to this, and then he'd end up giving me the records. And so a lot of what my early occurrences were, were yeah. passed off from my dad. And Simon and Garfunkel, obviously very revered over the years, but then John Denver, a lot of people give, gave him crap for being a little saccharine. Mm -hmm. However, what that does to me is it cements, I'm not saying it created a sweetness within me, but it, it, it opened my mind to the ability to say that simple sentiment about a country road, take me home. I, to this yeah. day, love when an artist can come along and have a simple phrase like that that encapsulates so much of their experience, I may not have country roads. I may not have a, a car that I put the top down on and was born to run like Springsteen, but that speaks to me. Yeah. And I think we all need to quit this thing of, oh, well, they're this, they're that. Right. I, I, instead, say, it doesn't speak to me, but if that's cool that it does to you. I, what I try to do with people in these situations, it doesn't speak to me. Tell me why it does to you, because I want to understand this. Yeah. And I think if we'd all do that, maybe if we'd have a three-hour broadcast of that instead of saying, this is the best. Yeah. I quit. I hate awards. No, shows. no, 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 no. You made a great point there, and I like that. How, how I, I, we wouldn't be able to sell any <laughs> advertising, no. but it would be an interesting roundtable, a big roundtable of you know everybody on there and and kind of discussing these things. Okay, so let's let's get into it. We'll um, just random. We'll start with record of the year, and then 
you know, we can pick another category. We'll only do four or five here. We don't want to beat the kind listener down too much. But um, I'm, I'm going to jump on you right away, and, and, and I swear we'll go to record of the year. This is one of the things with the Grammys that drives me nuts. Record of the year and song of the year. I entirely get the distinction, but I want to know what the, the majority of the world gets. That record of the year is about the recording itself, how it is together, the sound of the recording, right. as opposed to song of the year is the songwriting. This would be like if we went to the Academy Awards and we said best movie best production yeah what right it, it, i i hate this hate it okay. it's confusing <laughs> and it's stupid but please go ahead record all right of the year. all right um and i thought it was rec- record of the year is it record okay it's record <laughs> <laughs> so all right so your nominees uh i like it by cardi b the joke brandy carlisle brandy carlisle that's not that's no and yeah, that's brandy carlisle the from the who am i thinking of i don't know she's kind of uh she's been an americana artist around for probably i'm thinking of the the go-go's wasn't wasn't there Uh, that's belinda carlisle is that her daughter no that'd be cool if it was because i'd look smart okay so (laughs) (laughs) we have the joke brandy carlisle this is america by childish gambino god's plan by drake shallow by lady gaga lady gaga and Bradley cooper all the stars by kendrick Lamar and SDA Rockstar. SZA. What's that? SZA. SZA. Oh, oh. SZA. Like scissors, but SZA. Oh, sorry, SZA. Call me. I'll. Uh, we'll go out to dinner. Uh, <laughs> My daughter loves her. That's why. I know. Oh, SZA. It, it's a she. It is a she. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Uh, Rockstar by Post Malone featuring Twenty One Savage. Uh, the Middle by Zed, Morin, Morris, and Gray. So first, That's Marin Morris. <clears throat> but I'll quit correcting you now. What did I say, Morin? Marin. Marin. She's a local girl. Marin. Yeah, okay. Oh, good. Oh, she's local. She's from Dallas? She's from Denton, so just outside oh, of Dallas. Fantastic. Okay, so first off, other than the ones that use their names, these band these band names are getting kind of kind of weird. I guess it is everybody's name. Kendrick, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper sings on that. All right. So what they're doing in that real quick is the very first, Jeff, are the people who perform. Because if you look at this, the award goes to the producers, recording engineers, mixers, mastering artists, if other than the artist. So often it's the same as why they'll often put a director and a producer's credit. So if the film wins Best Picture, the director would still win an Oscar, even though he may not he or she may not have won for Best Director. So they're naming the artists in this so that they'll win an award as well because they didn't necessarily participate in it. Um, but you're looking at every one of those are the artists that perform and then followed by the people who actually did the recording. Oh, okay. So past winners, Bobby McFerrin for Don't Worry, Be Happy. Um, Higher Love by Steve Winwood. Yeah. Now Good I'm talking Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. That's kind of a Me. sad song. Um, Unforgettable with Natalie Cole when she was real big. Uh, Tears in Heaven. I remember when Eric Clapton won that one. That was, yeah. I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. Kiss from a Rose. So, okay. So, all right. Cool. All right. So, do you have... Do you have? Any I, idea? I'll at least touch on this and say that I, I have long appreciated Brandi Carlisle. Um, she, she, when she was an indie artist, my daughter fell in love with her, and I was actually able to reach out to her manager and get my daughter backstage to meet her. Wow. Very nice, sweet woman. Um, they, she and her bandmates, who she calls the twins, are twin brothers, and she says, I am not a solo artist. We're a band called Brandy Carlisle. 
They asked Abby, did we sing your favorite song? Abby at that time, very little, said no. And they sang it to her. What? Yeah, they, and they only did a couple of bars of it. They still sang it. I was like, the most gracious people in the world. Lovely what? people. Yeah. Um, Childish Gambino being Donald Glover. The This Is America uh, song and video clip are very strong. Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, I, I thought was probably the best part of that movie. Um, and then you get into a lot of other things. I know because of because of Abby exposing me to it. I know Marin Morris because I've read some things about her. None of these register with me as strong enough to be record of the year, and that being the sound. So I, I don't know what to expect here. I, I look at this and I keep thinking, well, Shallow is the one that probably touches in my mind that whenever I look back on this year, that's a sound. Right. Seeing that being a sound that resonates from year to year any different than what's been there before. So I don't know what to expect. I kind of had the feeling it might be something about Drake. Okay. That, that wins. But I, I don't know if we're going to pick these things. But that I wanted to say all that because when it gets into this, to me, record should be like Billy Jean was in what was that, 82, 83? Right. Where it was 100% the sound of that year that would then go on to influence sounds that came. I don't see anything here like that that's changed anything. Okay. So I don't know what to expect here. But So is your call Brandy? I, w- I would like for Brandy to win. It's a very uh, important song that she she wrote about her upbringing and things like that. But I, I actually, I, I think the call is going to be maybe This Is America by Childish Gambino or God's Plan by Drake. I, I think those two might be the type of thing that could influence generations afterwards. All right. I'm going to go with Shallow with, with Lady uh, Gaga because I think they're going Gaga over Gaga. Can Can you do me a favor? Can you stick with your initial pronunciation which is how do you even say that it's i'm putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong yes. syllable and i actually heard that she hates that oh does she really so well, our, she's a frequent listener so let's not offend her she called me up and i was like hey what's up gaga and she's like no 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 <laughs> uh so out of respect uh it's all fun and games but if she if if obviously i'm not the only person that is made that comedic genius up in my head um if she says she doesn't like it then i'll be respectful and say so i'll say lady gaga speaking of which oh i'm sorry i I didn't mean for that to happen i was thinking i was looking through the top 100 in the usa on itunes Mm -hmm. just to see if i could play something but did you know the first 10 spots are all ariana grande that's amazing i didn't know that but of course she's in a little bit of an imbroglio with them that she won't perform at this one because, uh, you know, I talked to my daughter about this last night. I said that the Grammys are notorious for, oh, what we want you to play is right. the song that even though it's not nominated, it tells this story of the year. And she doesn't want to do that one. So she said no. And they're they're all saying ugly things about each other. All right. So let's move on to uh, album of the year. And we'll go back and say that like in uh, in 1981, it was John Lennon with Double Fantasy. Um, I didn't even know that one. Toto won. Toto won album of the year. Oh my mm-hmm. lord! Thriller won in 1983. Can't slow down by Lionel Richie in '84. Uh, Joshua Tree, great album, 1987. Um, Nick of Time by Bonnie Ray in 1989. See, it's like I can just see, like yes, I get all of this. So Natalie won both best re- uh, uh, record, record, and uh, then album she won both with the unforgettable um 
So to be fair to the kind of listener, the album of the year is awarded to the artist or and to the featured artists, songwriters of new material, producers, recording engineers, mixers, mastering engineers credited with at least 33% playing time of the album, if other than the artist. So in other words, a lot of people get this as well. Oh, Brother, Where Out Thou soundtrack won in 2001. That's a great album. It is a great album. Legendary T-Bone Burnett. Okay, so now well, let's go back to 2019. Your nominees are we'll do we'll do this and then song of the year and then we'll we'll call it a a day. Um, Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. By the way, I forgive you, Brandy Carlisle. Scorpion by Drake. H dot E dot R dot. So it's her by her. I'm I'm not familiar with that at all. Um, beer bongs and Bentleys. By Post Malone. Now, see, if I heard the word Post Malone or the name Post Malone, I would immediately go to basketball. Um, but beer bongs and Bentleys—they they get a point there for that 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 title. I like it. He's a local boy too. He's like from Grapevine or Greenville or something like that around the Dallas area. Well, I'm sure superstar Steve knows him. Probably. Yeah, they probably hang out. Um, Dirty Computer. Um, by Janelle. Is it Monet? Janelle Monet. She's also an actress. Oh, yeah. I see her face does look familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. And then Black Panther, the album music from and inspired by. Hmm. So a, a couple of things I want to toss in real quick. Whoa. Hey, Apple computer. Don't do that to me. Um, Cardi B, respect her as an artist simply because she's being truthful to what she's experienced. And I, I like any artist like that. Brandi Carlisle, love that album. Um, Janelle Monet got a ton of press for how good this album was, and I've still not listened to it. Casey Musgraves, a, a country artist that actually is being very honest about country music in this day when they don't want honesty. They want you to talk about pickup trucks and tight blue jeans and whatnot. She's very good. <laughs> I have a feeling that Black Panther is going to win for yes. the very reason of the inclusive nature of why it's hit the Oscars. It was a good film. I didn't think it's as great as everyone makes it out to be. It's going to win because you've got Kendrick Lamar associated. You've got a number of big artists, and it was a huge compilation and a huge hit. I have the feeling it wins for this year. I'm I'm not even going to add anything to that. I agree with you 100%, and I've recorded that as such. Uh, I was trying to find some Cardi B in the top 100, but uh, I'm 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 failing on that. Not point. Something I want to listen to every day, but I do respect her. I, I I may not like it, I may not enjoy it, but I go okay. I get what she's trying to do. Now I do have written in our show ideas. I think one thing we should do in a future show, excuse me, is um, let's listen to an album. Okay, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's a lot of fun. We'll pick it. And I think we should do that often when we hear something that's do it. the uh, the radar. Let's listen. Let's do it. And then we can just kind of give our honest opinion because, again, I, we're doing the worst thing, and I understand the kind of listeners are aware of that. We, I haven't listened to any of this. I haven't done it. So what's the point, right? Exactly. So we should listen to it and do it. I, 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 that will be fun. We'll, that and will I, be fun. Before we move on to the next one, I want to add in one other uh, category that we got to get to, which is best new artist because I need to say oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, we'll, we'll call it after Okay, that. yeah, yeah. So we'll do song of the year and then best new artist. No, that's that's good. That's good. All right. So while Jeff makes some notes, I'll say Song of the Year, which we're on to next, is a Songwriter's Award. A song is eligible if it was first released or it first achieved prominence during the eligibility year. The artist's name appears in parentheses. Don't know what that means. Singles are tracks only. So 
it is all about the song itself where the earlier is the recording the performance and whatnot on there this is about the song and the structure of the song itself very well said and you know what I like about hosting and, and having a show with you is mm. you've been trying to do that for the last two categories, and both times I've blown it. And and what I should have said is, and with an explanation of what Song of the Year is, here's Todd. But no, I got to just sit here and go blah, 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 blah. But okay. You, so, know where I, you know where I learned to do that? That was years of going to bars with you, and you would not actually pay the wait staff, and I would actually step in and go, okay, what he means to do is to pay you. Right. And so I kind of learned to plug in the gaps where you fall down. That's that, my job. Just just so the kind listener knows, that is not true. I always, always take care of my uh, serving staff and bartenders. Being an ex bartender myself, <laughs> going to have them start right in. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, uh, I'm gonna give you a song, and you tell me what year it won uh, best song. We'll just give you a couple. Okay, you ready? Uh, Every breath you take by Sting. Eighty three. All right, good. Um, always on my mind. Always on my mind. Oh my God, I wouldn't even know. Take a guess. H- who performed that? Can I at least get the artist? Yeah, Johnny Christ- Christopher, Mark James, Wayne Carson, songwriters Willie Nelson. Yeah, I thought that was Willie Nelson. I want to make sure that I wasn't wrong about who would have done it. Uh, eighty-six, eighty-five. Mm. Oh damn! Nineteen eighty-two. See what I did hey, there? I was in the eighties. I went back. I went backwards. Yeah, you did. All right. What about Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes? What's that? 86. 81. Damn. You and you're going backward in time. <laughs> How about Sailing by Christopher Cross? 80. <laughs> <laughs> You've hacked the systems. Um, okay. So moving forward. Um, do, 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 do. Let's go with. I uh, no, I already said that. Uh, from a distance, Bette Midler. Distance, eighty-eight, nineteen ninety. Damn, I'm you know I'm within a ballpark of something. <laughs> You're these, doing good. This is extremely right. hard. This is not fair. Okay, all right, all right, Mister Mister. Uh, he calls me and we go hang out and have beers with Bruce Springsteen. What year did he win for Streets of Philadelphia? Oh dear Lord, because he won the Oscar for that as well. I'm thinking because it's directed by Jonathan Demme after he'd made Silence of the Lambs. Work through it. Work through it. Was 92? Oh, sorry. 1994. No, you didn't even let me finish. I was saying Silence of the Lambs was 92, and I was literally about to guess, I swear to God, 94, because I knew it was his follow-up film. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Uh, That shows you how much I was listening. I'm like, huh? Oh, we heard a number. Hit a button. (laughs) All right. Um... Let's see. Uh, what about? Oh gosh, some of these I don't even know. Um, how about "Not Ready to Make Nice" by the Dixie Chicks? Ninety-six. Ooh, two thousand six. Ooh, damn! All right, so let's look at who's up for this year. To them, I know. I and you're such a good sport because I throw this stuff at you all the time and you're just like yeah sure okay so wow I, they don't have who it's by that's weird on the nominee list that must be oh, it's error. all about songwriters it's this is the artist the performing artist ah. does not get anything unless they're a songwriter okay well all the stars booed up god's plan in my blood 
the joke, the middle, shallow, and this is America. I, I had the feeling shallow gets this. They want, first off, Mark Ronson, who is a producer extraordinaire who did Amy Winehouse's stuff. And, and I, he's yeah. one of the few producers that makes me actually, my ears perk up and go, okay, I'll listen to anything he does. He was probably, I think, the main songwriter on this. They want to acknowledge this Lady Gaga's huge. It is a good moment in the film. I have a feeling this wins for that. And it is a very well-written song. I agree. I agree. And they wrote it in a parking lot. Drunk. <laughs> played it perfect the next day. That there in itself. Oh, God. You had to bring up my least favorite part of that entire movie. Because <laughs> I, I will tell you again. The best way if you're going to play a gig with me is wait till I'm drunk to show me the chords to a song. Actually, don't even have an instrument. Just sing it a cappella to me. Don't tell me what key it's in and then expect me to figure everything out and come back and even write a verse to it. I'm really good with that. Right. Very, very realistic. All right. So our last category we're going to try and pick is best new artists. And with a description of what best new artist means, here's Todd. An artist will be considered for best new artists if their eligibility year release or releases achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and notability and notably impacted the musical landscape. I would like to point out how this is the silliest description of any award because I'm going to get to somebody on here who I absolutely love. She is not, this is not her first release um, for them to say that she reached a consciousness within the musical landscape all of a sudden is stupid so, without further ado, the nominees are Chloe X. Hall. Hold on, before we get into that, let's oh. let's go into a little bit of the history here because I've got a question for you. Uh, okay. So, looking at the '70s, best new artists you had America in '72, Bette Midler in '73, Mel Marvin Hamlish in '74, mm-hmm. uh, Natalie Cole '75, Starland Vocal Band in 1976, 1977 Debbie Boone. Uh, rockets in flight. 1978, Taste of Honey, and 79, Ricky Lee Jones. Now, my question to you is, and maybe the 80s, 80s will be easier to try and place. So, best new artist doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna you're gonna blow up, that you're gonna be a huge sensation. I mean, a lot of the, some of those, I guess, have a one hit wonder kind of thing going on. Well, I mean, the most infamous of them being Millie Vanilli, who had one hit, and it turns out that the guys that won the award, award were not even the people singing on the record. They were simply a couple of models hired to lip-sync in the music video. And they've taken them down, because I'm not seeing them, seeing them in here. That's right. Once that became exposed, they removed their award. They nullified that that award. What year was it? So it was 84, 85, 86, 87, Let's see. Let's ask Mr. Google. What? Ah, 89. Okay. So there's, yeah, it must have been 89, because we go from Tracy Chapman... To Mariah Carey in 1990, yeah. Uh, Bruce Hornsby, Sade, Cindy Lauper. So the 80s definitely have a little bit more strength behind the new artists. Culture Club, Men at Work, Sheena Easton, um, Christopher Cross. You know, he kind of had a few things uh, going on there. And then getting into the 90s, you got Mark Cohn. Who's uh, I'm walking in Memphis. Oh, and he kind of being on the wheel. Yeah, he probably just still walking in Memphis, huh? Uh, he he's he's still working, but the the uh, best new artist has come to be known as a bit of a kiss of death for ah, quite a few artists that get it. Because Arrested Development ninety two, Tony Braxton in ninety three, Cheryl Crow, I remember that that was really big ninety four, Hootie and the Blowfish ninety five. There's that kiss of death. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Leon Rhymes in 1996, Paula Cole, 97, Lauren Hill at 98, and Christina Aguilera in 99. And then Alicia Keys won it in 2001. Nora Jones. So there's a couple there. So, the, oh, guess who won it in 2004? I'll give you a hint. He's That's very, he's, he's very oily and likes Maroon to Maroon put- 5. <laughs> Wow, how how to bring this whole podcast full circle. <laughs> right, here you go. Start with his nastiness and end with his nastiness. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the nominees. And I'm sorry, you had him on, on cue there and I stopped you. Please tell us the nominations. No, I, I like the stop down. So I'm I'm probably going to mispronunciate some names here, but I'll do my best. Chloe X Hall, Hall, Hallie, Luke Combs, Greta Van Fleet, Her, Dua Lipe, Margot Price, B.B. Rexa and Georgia Smith. Now, one quick note that I want to say about this, and we're on the official Grammy.com, www.grammy.com website. Some of these artists are so new, they don't even have pictures next to their names. I the, the version I have, I don't have a picture of anybody. I mean, I'm on the actual, you know, Grammys.com, and they don't have pictures up. Come on, people. So a, a couple of things that hit my radar, Greta Van Fleet, I find it kind of funny that they're here. They are known to be the new sound of Led Zeppelin. And if you ever listen to them, dear Lord, do they sound like Led Zeppelin. But the person I want to point out is Margot Price. I saw Margot Price at South by Southwest probably about three or four years ago. Um, she is country and she is 100% country. She sounds like Timmy Wynette, met Loretta Lynn, met a few other great female recording artists. And, and she sh- she may not like me perpetuating this but she shows up at the the showcase i'm watching and comes on with sunglasses and says so i just want to let everybody know we were up till about four in the morning drinking tequila and playing cards so if i suck sorry and from that moment i loved her and it 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 lended this bit of authenticity to the songs she sang And, and she's a wonderful recording artist she's on jack black's third man label the reason i bring a lot of that up is that for them to say that she is not that she's just now new. I, I saw this and I thought, well, yay for Margot, but her huge splash was a while ago. And I, the song you're playing, I want you to play it and I want you to listen to the lyrics because this is an actual story of her life to this point. And it is one of the most heartbreaking things, but it is true country. So please play it, Jeff. And I said goodbye. And with my suitcase packed, I wiped the tears from my. second shift and that's the last time I'll let them take what should be his that's pretty good yeah, she's great, and there's a song in there that's very much a country single called uh, "Putting a Hurt, Put a Hurtin' on the Bottle," which if you, if you cue that up, you'll see what I mean. She's very traditional country. Oh yes, here we Find go. That. Yep, right here. We'll just do a hard cut. Sorry, folks. But didn't didn't 
when we brought some music on a previous uh, podcast, I think you played some of this. We may have because yeah. I, you know, I, I love going to things like South by Southwest to hear new people, but there are very few times that somebody resonates with me the way she did. She just got up there and I thought, oh my God, this is, there's no pretense behind this. This is truth. And her second album is equally good. Um, I, I would love it if she won so that she could get the attention she deserves. And she's getting a ton of attention, you know, it, it, even to this point, you'll appreciate this. Steve found out about her because she set in with the dead. Oh, so Steve was like, Hey, she's, she's like a deadhead. I'm like, Oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, she is. But she's been doing all this. And so she's a little bit more than that, but she's great. But this award is so silly. This is just them arbitrarily saying, Oh, we want to put her in. She only now hit the consciousness. She was on Saturday Night Live with the first album. Yeah. The consciousness has already been there. It's good to know. So, I don't know who wins this. Uh, well, I'm going to vote for her just because, you know, put some some positive vibe out there into the universe. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll put a vote in for her, too, and I hope that she wins. I Then again, it's also a kiss of death. So <laughs> I, even though I think she's so good, I don't think this would hurt her in any way, shape, or form. So Margo, we'll we'll both do uh, we'll both do Margo on that. This you know this is great. You know every once in a while you know, we we always kind of have our pre production meeting and everything, and we're we're like oh man we don't know anything about the Grammys. Should we go over them? But we did, and then we come up with that great idea. And I do <clears throat> two things. One, uh, we got to do we got to do every once in a while we got to do just listen to an album. And I think it should be one that we try and get that neither one of us are familiar with. Because obviously, if we pick stuff that we're familiar with, we're going to already have opinions and all that good stuff. Secondly, that's a great idea. We need to get our press cred credentials or start a GoFundMe page to send you and I to South by Southwest. I know you've been like a billion times, but I think you and I should go. That would be fun to take the the kind listener through the experience of South by Southwest, maybe get some interviews and stuff. That might be kind of now, fun. I think, I think that's a great idea. They're coming up in only a few weeks, so I know trying to pull that together this year for you to go is probably going to be right. next impossible. But what I'm willing to do is... You know, I don't know if you have a recording device or maybe Steve does or something I, I do. could take with me. I do, yeah. I don't know if you want to send that to me, but I'd be willing after I see a band to go, look, I got a podcast and I, can I interview you real quick? I'd be willing to do some of that as I go along and see You're going to see me next week, so I won't have to mail it to you. Oh, there you go. That's true. I do. Oh, I get to see little Jeffy next week. <laughs> when is it? It's May 8th through, no, it's March. March 8th South through the 16th. 2019. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, March 8th through the 16th. So we won't be able to do it for 19, but let's start planning for that in 2020 because that would be funny. Uh, not funny necessarily. I don't know why I came up with that, but that would be fun uh, and funny to take the kind listener. That'll give us a year to get our, our wheels going and everything too, which we either do can do a GoFundUs or maybe we can just get some press cred uh, and, and go down there and do it. That would be fun. I, I love it. Um, I, I will cover it for us this year, and I'll come back with some stuff put together. But next year, that would be a blast, uh, yes. you know. And I've I've learned the ins and outs of how to be cheap on it, so we don't need a ton of money. We'll talk about it off air. Yeah, that sounds good. And then the other thing I want to do is the film festival in um, uh, Salt Lake City. Oh, good, good lord! You get me to Sundance, I might love you forever. Well, Jeff. See, I, I just think that you know we should do that, and the kind listener deserves it. I think they would have fun going on a journey with us. Uh, across uh, those type of events, so we'll we'll definitely continue to work forward on that and and uh, see what we can do. Love it. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Other Kind Radio, and we're going to go ahead and start to shut things down here. I want to send a big thank you out to Todd and uh, all the kind listeners out there. 
Uh, we promise we still have the mailbag. We're going to go through that. Um, little update for next week. Um, as I'm traveling to Dallas, schedules aren't lining up, so we're going to have our next episode on Tuesday morning after I get back. And then the following Sunday is Oscar Sunday. And Todd can tell us how much he hates award shows, and then we'll pick. Because I tell you what, folks, I've been working out. I mean, I haven't been, like, running or anything, but I've been working out. I've been working my movie brain, and this year it's going to be different. There's going to be a new champion crowned, and it's probably not going to be a new champion. It's probably going to be Todd, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, posture a little bit. Otherwise, it's not any fun. But uh, before I shut things down, anything else you got for us, Todd? No, I, you know, it, it blows my mind this morning when Jeff tells me that we have the Academy Awards coming up and I have so much movie watching to cram in. So, you know, if no, if someone emails me and I don't respond, please know that I'm doing my best to keep my chops up because Jeff has threatened me <laughs> and I don't take threats lightly. So I got to get back in the movie groove and, and do what I can. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yes, I've got a lot to watch as well. We can talk a little about that on uh, Tuesday's episode. So anyway that's going to do it for the 43rd episode of the other kind radio a big again a big thank you to our listeners our new listeners feel free to give us feedback we're available on spotify we're available on itunes we're on google play we're on podcast shout match football tackle we're all over the place obviously if you're listening to us you already found it take the time to uh, send us some love and we will forever be in your debt the other kind of as you make it through the rest of the week take time out the other kind be nice to others eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if you don't have the a peanut allergy and remember we are the other kind radio the other kind of radio the other kind of radio radio the other kind of radio